Hello everyone, uh, welcome to the Football Chronicles, this is Edgar Ramirez and I have with me the one and only Sebas Garcia. Sebas, how are you? Hi Gita, how are you? Good, good man. Um, yeah, we had a pretty incredible week of, of football um, and we also have a pretty incredible week ahead of us <laughs> oh, yeah. of, of football, so we are just going to dive right in. Um, the first game I wanted to talk about was the Juventus Ajax for the Champions League. So Juventus Ajax, uh, well, uh, Ajax, uh, Ajax won two to one in 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 Turin. Uh, Don Ivan the big score the first goal and Matisse the league. How do you pronounce that, Edgar? Ma- I think Matik Matik the league. Yeah, the league. I think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He scored the second goal, and then Cristiano Ronaldo scored for Juventus. Um, I mean, the aggregate was two three, so uh, they tied in 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 uh, Amsterdam. In Amsterdam, but Juventus had a had like the the away goal advantage, right? Right. right. So when the at the beginning of this game, Juventus was going to move forward, right? And Ajax just played beautifully. <laughs> I don't know. It, I just have seen the the goals and stuff, but it's so crazy that a <laughs> team of this budget, a team with those players that are unknown. I don't know this Matis the league. I don't know anything about this guy. I don't know if I see the lineup of Ajax. I barely know the players. And these guys are already in the semifinals, and they beat Real Madrid and Juventus. So I don't yeah. know the. The, the match, I mean, it was it, it was very exciting to me to see that even though they were the small team, they didn't like hide. They mm-hmm. were playing like against Juventus front to front. Yep. You know, they one, had the same. One to one. One to one, yeah. Yeah, in, 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 in Italy. I mean, that to me was just... In, just the, the balls to do that <laughs> was insane. Um... I have to say that in the beginning of the season, of the European season, I did, I, I just being brutally honest, I didn't know. I'm looking at the startup ele- starting eleven of Ajax. The only player I knew was uh, Daily Blind, number seventeen, because he played for Manchester United before. Uh-huh. Uh, the rest I I had not heard of or I, I didn't know much of, uh, but now. Because of watching this Champions League, I mean, a few names jump out. Frankie, Frankie de Jong, who now, whose next season is going to play at Barcelona. David Neres, who's Brazilian, and he's, he scored an incredible goal last time. And, and Matic de Ligt, Sebas, he's 19 years old and is the youngest captain in Ajax history. Oh my god. And, and, that's, and Frankie de Jong is also very young, right? He's very young, yeah. De Jong is young. The young is yeah. young. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice that joke there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's what? Like 20 something? Like yeah, 21, 20, 21 yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's a very young team as well, right? Yeah. And and so, so to me, so going back to the game, I guess, I mean, surpri- I was a little surprised that Ajax won. But not so, not as much, right? It was more surprising when they beat Real Madrid than when they yeah. beat Juventus for me, um, just because they played they played the same, <laughs> really. Yeah, they played the same. 
And I think they brought that momentum that they had that they, right. they had there. So I I think they're not afraid. Uh, especially the I don't think they had that pressure that you know we invested all this amount of money, this amount of coaches, this blah blah blah. Uh, that all the teams have, you know, like Manchester United, all right. the teams have a, a pressure because they have invested so much money and they have to win, and they have contracts with whatever. And in this case, I think like these these guys are not afraid of anything. They, nope. they already achieve. They already have gone far. So. Yeah, I think, it, and they probably can go even farther from what I saw. Like, if they keep <laughs> playing like that, I wouldn't be surprised if they make it to the final. I, yeah, I mean, they play like, they, it is one of the most beautiful expressions of football I've seen in a, in a long time. Um, it, I mean, obviously with differences, it reminds me of the, but of Guardiola's Barcelona, but Obviously, differences, right? But here's the thing. This Ajax, for most people, came out of nowhere, right? Mm -hmm. They doesn't have a Lionel Messi or a, you know, I guess, a Dani, Dani Alves or very, very uh, famous names. It's just a team of basically virtual unknowns. Um, so, anyway, 1-2, Ajax went through, deserved, for sure. I mean, they deserve to win. Uh, I don't think most of the Ajax team will be together next season. I am sure. I mean, Frankie, no. de, Frankie de Jong is already out. Uh, well, the league, yeah. I've heard. I, I've heard that the league is going to be the most expensive defender transfer ever in history next season. Um, because well, is he he's going to like Real Madrid, probably something like that. They some people. I the article I read at least said Barcelona. Uh, I I don't know if you will. And, Barcelona loves like the Dutch, Dutch players, yeah, yeah, the Dutch players and the Dutch academy and mm -hmm. and from Ajax, like for Barcelona, that's like Nirvana like, for them. Yep, <laughs> yep. I, so I also think that Onana, the the goalie, pretty sure he's gonna go somewhere else. He's so he's, good. <laughs> he's very good and also he's very young and you know like he's already consolidated. So I think this kind of goalie is the goalie that, for example, a team, I don't know, like Tottenham or, mm -hmm. the, you know, a team that is important, but not like a, not a right. legendary team, but a, a team like that. That's the kind of goalie that they need mm -hmm. because that guy can, can stay there for years and get even better and better and better, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I think that that guy, I don't think he's going to continue there either. Yeah, I, I agree. Ah, he was really good. Um, uh, do you want to talk about Juventus a little bit, or no? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, a little bit. Like, what, what I can say, I, I, I definitely money is not everything in this thing, and that's why we no. do this podcast, and that's why we like this sport so much, right? Because it is insane. It is insane. Like, there are so many factors involved to make a team successful, just like in life. So some, sometimes money yep. is not, not everything. And in this case, we've seen that. It has not been the case in this Champions League, you know, like we've seen, for example, like Porto, Tottenham, you know, like those teams are not either, are not like high spenders at, like at all. Right. No, compared to the all. other ones. And now Ajax. So, I don't know. I think uh, it's a good uh, example of, of how like a uh, good management, good organization, good like uh like divisions you know like how to manage like uh, oh, your seats your, right. your young people 
Yep. That's a good match, man. All these guys, I think, that we talked about before, I think all of them played in Ajax, like, have been playing in Ajax for, like, for their careers, you know? Like, yep. they, they started there, and they have been, like, uh, developed there, so that's it, what it gets you, right? Even even the goalie. He's from Onana. He's from from Cameroon, but he he played for a young Ajax um, before joining oh. the first team. Yeah, I I just looked that up. I didn't know. Yeah. So yeah. you see, like, that's I think that part of the recipe is that not only money, but you need mm-hmm. like good a good base of players that have been playing for a long time and that have grown with the team and they give the team some sort of importance and you know like I, I think Ajax and Barcelona they, they Barcelona not so much anymore but they, they used like when they won everything was because of that same reason right so yep. I don't know about Juventus I don't know I mean Ronaldo Ronaldo's really good I mean they won the you know Ronaldo's excellent and they already won the the, the, the Serie A did you see that Yeah, I did. This so Ronaldo, this weekend, right? This weekend, yeah. So, so Ronaldo has won like uh, the the Premier League, the Copa, like the La Liga. La Liga, and this one. Right. So that's very that that's incredible. That's not, not all players achieve something like that. Those are like the major leagues. I think he's the, the whole he's, world. From what I read, he's the first player to ever do that. Yeah, so incredible. <laughs> and he won La Liga several times. No, yeah, times. right. He did, yeah. So I, I, honestly, I did not like Ajax. I did not like the way Ajax played, and I, I didn't watch him. Ajax much. or Juventus? I'm sorry, Juventus. Thank you for oh. correcting me. I love how Ajax plays. I take that back. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I, I didn't like how Juventus played this season as much. Um, and even, even the game before this one. If I remember correctly, when they tied 1-1 in Amsterdam, Juventus shot once on goal only. Uh-huh. Once! This time, they had a few more shots on goal, but to me, it it never seemed like Ajax was going to... If Ajax had lost it, it wasn't because they weren't trying and things weren't working out for them, you know? It was maybe because Cristiano Ronaldo has a pact with the devil and... <laughs> And and the league slips because of that, but um, but it it never felt to me that Ajax was not gonna make it through, and that says a lot because Juventus is a team built to win the Champions League, and it really yeah. didn't seem that they played like it, like like to win it. Yeah, I don't know. They they yeah, it was so kind of sad to see it. <laughs> because I think they they build these. I don't know, like. Uh, They build this team and they hire the best scorer in the history of the Champions Leagues. And yep. I think they thought we already made it because they, in the past, right. Juventus has had been, they have been having troubles scoring in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. So I think they thought, okay, we had troubles scoring. We got the player that we needed. You know, now we have the whole arsenal to, to go to war. <laughs> But... I think they didn't account that the team is not playing very well anymore. Like, it's not integrated. I think they have a lot of troubles. I think Ronaldo, even though he's a good, he's an excellent goal scorer, he's, he, I don't think his place in Juventus is quite defined yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, mm-hmm. if you see, for example, in the in La Serie A, 
he's not the top goal scorer in La Serie A, for example. Mm -hmm. He's not. He's in the top three, but he's not like as as important as he used to be. For example, in, in Real Madrid, right? Like yeah. He used right. and in the La Liga in Madrid that he used to be the the leader and the top goal scorer, and you know, like score super easy goals. Right. I think like. Uh, this chalk is also because the Italian football is very defensive. So they play in a different way in which Ronaldo is not able to score as many goals as he can in, in La Liga. And, and that, that I think that way that they have arranged the team and they, that Ronaldo is playing in that team, is that is translated into, La Champ in the, into the Champions League as well. Mm -hmm. So, of course, he scores goals because he's amazing. But I don't think the team is right there for him, mm -hmm. as it used to be in Real Madrid. Yeah, so, I don't know. That's yeah. my thought about that. About Juventus, I I also think that something is missing for Juventus. For example, the one thing that surprised me, one one thing that surprised me the most this season is Dybala. Where is he? <laughs> I don't know. Man. <laughs> yeah, good question. I mean, seriously though, like I. He kind of disappeared. <clears throat> he, he's a player that you expect <clears throat> because of all the hype that has been built up uh, around him. And I mean, at least in the past when I've seen him, yeah, he's impressive. But I haven't seen much this season at all of, of Dybala. But, but you know, that's part of my, my argument. You know, like Juventus has a, had a really good thing last year. Mm -hmm. And this year they also have a good thing. But the problem is that by bringing Ronaldo, they have to reaccommodate so many things mm -hmm. to make him like to make Ronaldo important again. <laughs> important again. <laughs> great, great. You know, like to, yeah. So you know, it's hard because now they have to like find probably to re replacements inside the team and to get new players that are gonna be able to accommodate how, like the way Ronaldo plays soccer. Mm -hmm. And which is tough, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a trade-off that they have to do at some point because if that's the case, uh, they have to, they have to get probably get, get rid of some players that are not playing with Ronaldo as right. they should, right? So yeah, so man, now that's gonna be interesting. It is going to be interting to see what happens with Juventus um, this this season. You know, like yeah. what they do over the summer, who they bring, who they get rid of. I could see them getting rid of Dybala. Uh, this season, and maybe bringing in more midfielders because I, at least when he was in Arsenal at Arsenal, I never liked Emre Can so much. I mean, now I don't, I'm, I don't hate him on anything. I, I mean, I think he's okay, but to me, he's not a player that, at least for me, seemed to be a, you know, like a Champions League winner, right, uh, type of 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 player. So. So it will be interesting to see what Juventus does with the the transfers this yeah. next season. I mean, I, I, I'm telling you this year for for transfers is going to be insane. Yeah. I predict that it's going to be crazy because Real Madrid has to basically build a new team. Right. Then Juventus has to, like, definitely they need some more players as well. So, mm -hmm. and, uh, and then you have, for example, Manchester United as well because now they have to, like, rebuild that team. Because right. this is what Mourinho left. But yep. now they have to build a team for the new coach. So the movement of players, I tell you, this summer is going to be insane. Like something like unprecedented. Like, 
Like a, yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't think about that. And then I was thinking too, um, that Manchester City, I'm sure, will have to buy some players because a lot of the players that they they have in the squad, I am sure they're tired of Guardiola. I mean, he he's known for, you know, making people exhausted and and the players tired for all the training of all the training. So I'm sure some some people there will be leaving, and I guess some others will be coming back. And don't forget. Uh, Tottenham too that they didn't hire anyone or maybe one person this last two uh, transfer markets so they should definitely be getting more players into the squad next season yeah I, I'm sure that this summer is gonna be crazy like mm. you know like uh, there, are, there are some summers like every two three years that are insane and this is gonna be definitely one of those yeah I agree. Hey, I for, I for, I completely forgot. We had some predictions last week. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I asserted everything. Wait, hold and, on. Hold on. Calm down. Okay. So let's let's go let's go like pretty fast one by one. You said that Juventus you said that Ajax was going You said that Ajax was going to win 1-0, but obviously that meant that Ajax would qualify. And yeah. I said that Juventus was going to win 2-1. But obviously that meant that Juventus would qualify. And you won that one. Juventus did qualify. lose. And yeah, right. Juventus lose and, and I just qualified. I just qualified. That, that was impressive. Um, <laughs> for the Barcelona-Manchester United, we both guessed Barcelona was going to win. I don't think anyone was a hero there. <laughs> that one was pretty obvious. That was very obvious. Um, and we'll talk about the game in a little bit. The Manchester City Spurs... I don't think anyone would have guessed the scoreline of the game. Uh, but what? Technically, I know. I said that it was going to be Manchester City 3-1. You said it was going to be 1-1. Uh, but right, so that meant that for me, Manchester City would qualify. For you, Spurs qualified and Spurs did qualify. Yeah, uh, I have to say something about that. I, go ahead. I, I thought Manchester City was going to qualify, but... You know, I was thinking more about Tottenham. I wanted Tottenham to qualify. <laughs> so I did my prediction based on heart and not on my like not on brain, so Good. But anyhow I won. <laughs> <laughs> Tr trust your heart, Sebas. Yeah. Um, you have to like <laughs> in some decisions you have to trust your heart, so that was one of those. And and for the Porto Liverpool, that was interesting because I thought that Liverpool would play with subs and they didn't. I mean, they play with some subs, but maybe just, like, two. Uh, so, the, you know, it doesn't really qualify as, as saying they play with subs. Anyway, Liverpool Liverpool qualified. Uh, I mean, they beat the crap out of Porto. Anyway. Yeah, I don't, think that, I don't think that match requires a match analysis. I mean, no. we mentioned in this podcast that the only chance that Porto had if that it, it was if Liverpool, like, brought, like, very, like, the second, like, tier team. Mm-hmm. Or not, like, and they they brought like the main team, so they didn't have a chance. <laughs> no, they, they didn't. It, yeah, yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, okay, so that's so good. Good job, winning this by by a, by a landslide, if I may say so. Uh, four out of four. You should you should go bet some something. Yeah, <laughs> my career now I think is gonna be betting on. That, that would be great. So let's let's talk about the Barcelona Manchester United. I I don't think that game also requires a lot of analysis, other than holy crap, 
I mean, I think you and I were texting during the game, right? And you told mm -hmm. me, oh my god, what is, like, that Manchester United was getting um, stomped all over. What, what, I forget what, the, what word you used. Um, <laughs> que or something like that. Yeah, right? like, they were like, I don't know, just that, I, I think at some point Barcelona, they, they just give up, I think because... <laughs> I mean, Barcelona scored really early, and Messi is fantastic. Messi is just out of this world. The guy is 30 something, and he's still playing like with a lot of energy. They had control over the match. Yeah. And basically, like they just did whatever they wanted to do. Like it was, it so was insane. It was ridiculous. And at the end, Felipe Coutinho scored a beautiful goal too. Um, But yeah, the game ended 3-0, two goals from Messi, minutes 16 and 20. So, let me tell you what happened. In the United States, they showed this game on TV, right? Mm -hmm. And this game was at the same time as the Juventus-Ajax, which is the game I wanted to watch because, come on, let's be honest, that one was going to be more interesting. Uh, anyway, and so I did watch the first maybe 35 minutes of the Barcelona-Manchester United, And after it was like 2-0 and they were trashing them, I was like, all right, it's time. Let's let's find somewhere to watch the Ajax Juventus. I'm, and I'm so happy that I did because that was pretty excellent. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, Manchester United just gave up. Yeah. And I think the... I don't know, my, my takeaway of this game mm -hmm. is that definitely Manchester United needs an intervention really bad because... I, th I know that this is Mourinho's team and they have a new coach and stuff, but I, I don't see that team going, moving, like getting farther from this, from what they, what we saw in this match. I think like if they want to achieve things, they need to change a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And many players need to get to retire, and they need to bring in like new players. And for example, a good to a good goal scorer. I don't think they have a good one right now. So I think yeah, I think Manchester United needs some engineering <laughs> and it's, yeah and it's gonna be under construction this summer for sure yeah uh, i think that it was impressive that they got this far especially considering that it's true you know like they had so many problems in the in like back in in england and they had so many problems with their new like the former coach and then with this new coach mm -hmm. he had to adapt to these these players and he couldn't like implement his way of playing soccer so They made it far from what they from from for for what they are right now, right? So yeah, for what was expected, anyway. especially. Yeah, right. Um, I'm I'm looking at the. I didn't notice this during when I was watching the game, but they played with Lindelof as a right back. Uh, Lindelof is not a right back. Lindelof, <laughs> Lindelof is a center defender. I mean, no wonder they got trashed. They. Yeah, I mean, look at the defense. They definitely need more work there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you said, Sebas. I, I don't think... We're, we're really beating a dead horse by talking more about this game, I think. Because it was... Honestly, maybe, maybe a little bit jumping the gun, but really interesting confirmation that if Messi plays like this the next, cup, the next three games, Barcelona will win this, I, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true, but um, okay. Well, I don't know. Let's talk wanna, about let's talk yeah. about the most beautiful match ever. <laughs> yes, let, let's do that. I think okay, Edgar. Well, okay, I have to say something to the audience. Like Edgar, 
has been literally texting me every day that he wants to talk about this thing. You know, so he be he has been dreaming about this match for the whole week. So with the further ado, Edgar, Manchester City, Tottenham, tell us what what was your perception about it? How was the game? Okay, okay. Tell us oh, oh, please, thank you, Sebas. That was accurate. <laughs> <laughs> um. If, if anyone hasn't seen this match, please do yourself a favor and watch all 90 minutes of it. This match was probably one of the most dramatic things I've ever seen. So much so that, I mean, as most people know, Sebas and I both live in the United States. So the, the Champions League games are not in a great time for us because they're during work hours. But I'm going to be completely frank and I hope my boss never listens this, to this recording. I, I completely stopped working I stopped working after the third goal. Now, you're going to say, if you didn't watch the game, oh, third goal, that's not late. The third goal happened at the 11th minute of the match. Yeah. <laughs> it so, was so crazy. I- I'm sorry, that's not true. The third, That was the fourth goal happened at the at the 11th minute of the match. Um, because this was a crazy game, full of goals, drama. So we're going to kind of go through it uh, a little bit. Uh, in depth, my my high level impression though was that I didn't I I didn't want the match to end. Like I could have watched ninety more minutes of that game because it was so impressive how they were playing and and just like the I mean Llorente's goal, all of the craziness, the the goal that they called off at the end from Manchester City. Just so much happened in ninety minutes. I felt like someone had beat me up, and then I had to take a test after it. You know. It was like yeah. almost like like you were run over by a truck, and then you had to be like, "What? Oh, who was it? Did you get the plate?" Because it was it was just uh, r- ridiculous. Um, um, how much happened in ninety minutes? So, yeah. go ahead. To me, I think it felt like a quarterfinal game of the World Cup. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because in the final the teams are tired, and right? They try to be careful. And they don't play that great, but in the quarterfinals, that's when you see the best matches. That's when you see like the Korea beating whatever the Belgium and the Belgium comeback, right? Blah, blah, blah. All those things. That match reminded me of something like that. It was spectacular. <laughs> like the goals were amazing. It's probably the best match that I've seen in a very, very, very long time. Like probably I don't know. It's been years since I've seen something like this. Maybe like since Barcelona in the prime. Yeah, you know right. something like that. Yeah, I think like it's been this this match was spectacular. Um, I think a good thing that I like about the match, outside the amazing soccer, is that they played very clean. Yeah, that's you know, a good point. They, they played really clean. They wanted to keep going. You know, they wanted to play. They wanted to score. They wanted to like move Win. forward. They wanted to attack each other. There was no bullshit around. There was no like uh, people pretending to be injured or anything like that. No crap like that. Um, part of that I think is because these two teams are from the Premier League, which in the Premier League they, they you know, like they don't play like that. Right. But yeah, as you said, it was incredible. Uh, the goals were amazing. Um, I don't know. So do you want to give a summary? Well, the first half. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. No, we have to do that though. We have to summarize it by half. That's a good point, uh Sebas. Yeah. So I give you my perspective of the first half. The first half, honestly, as I said already, in the first eleven minutes of the game, the game was two two already. 
we had not even sat down and Raheem Sterling scored in the fourth minute. Then then almighty Son and the South Koreans scored in in the seventh minute and the tenth minute and then Bernardo Silva tied things uh, 2-2. It, it, it is hard for me to summarize what happened in those first <laughs> 11 minutes because it was 11 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously though, like, to, for, for it to be... I, I couldn't... It, for me, it was like trying to, like, when the professor is going really fast on the board, you know? Yeah. Uh, and like writing and explaining and just cr- rushing through everything, and you're trying to take notes. That's how. That's what I felt. I felt like they did a a, a whole dissertation in in ten minutes, and I was like writing my name on the paper. Um, yeah. So, and, go ahead. Yeah, I think I think that one of the things that was very impressive to me is that the 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 match, the first half was very level. Mm-hmm. Like uh, there was not a favorite. No, yeah. I, I wouldn't say like you know Manchester City played better or Tottenham played better. Both of them were playing excellent, and there was no. The goals came out of like talent. They didn't came, They didn't come for mistakes or stupid mistakes or you know that that, that like a couple of years ago or last year that uh, for example. Uh, Liverpool had that goalkeeper that is now. Oh like, yeah. Uh, that, for example, like he did a bunch of mistakes and you know like. That we we didn't see something like that, Carius. You remember Carius? We, yeah. We, we didn't we didn't have a Carius here. Everything was amazing, beautiful. Every player was doing their job. Everything was like everything lined up in each team. So what we saw was just a, a fight against talent against talent, and mm-hmm. that was just great. I have to say that all the goals. Like a uh, young for like to be son is playing like son is playing like amazing. That guy is out of this world, and uh, I think uh, I I was not expecting Jorente <laughs> to tell. But, yeah, wait but wait the wait half. the same half. Come on. That's, sorry sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so that's the first half. Like they scored five goals in, the, in that first half. <laughs> <laughs> it, so, so 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 the first half ended three two Manchester City winning three two. Against Tottenham. Yeah, by this point, I think Tottenham was qualifying. Right? Mm, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes, because they had they they won back home. Right. And they had a score three times. Manchester. So right. so far, I think Manchester City needed to score another goal in order to tie up the. No, in order to qualify. In order to qualify. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! That away goal is crazy to think about. But yeah, <laughs> uh, what happened in the second half, Edgar? Tell us. <laughs> yeah. So second half come. The second half was just. It's like we we went. I don't know. I mean, it's like we entered a different universe, in which things just. It just became like a Mexican soap opera for a moment there, <laughs> because so many things happened too that. Like like the first half, like you said, I agree, Sebas. It was a lot about talent. There were some mistakes, but but yes, nothing blatant and horrible. Like you know, like like Carius says issues before, and I think one of the defenders had an issue. I mean, not a big deal, but but still, it was it was very talented back and forth. You know, trying to break through defenses. The second half, it was very intense as well. But let's break it down. 
Aguero scores a goal, minute or minute 60, and they are 4-2. Manchester City is qualifying to the next round of the of the Champions League. And obviously our friend Guardiola is losing it. Very excited. <laughs> yeah, but the guy couldn't like... I mean, he was... Uh, oh my God, it was so emotional. He was so emotional, yeah. He was out of like... Um, oh my, my goodness. It, minute 73, a corner for Tottenham. <laughs> and Llorente tries to... Yeah, out of nowhere, especially like exactly because it, it, that, that's a good point, Thomas. Because it, it, I remember feeling when I was and and I guess for everyone listening to us, this is the hardest game I've ever had to summarize in my life, because so much happened that when I was watching it, it was just so emotional, you know, to to have to try to really understand what the hell did just occur here. Um, so anyway, so corner kick, minute seventy three. Fernando Llorente, who I've criticized mercilessly throughout the entire season, comes to the ball and and tries to head the ball in. And like Seba said, there's no really eminent... The, 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 the play that created a corner kick was not super dangerous, right? So it was a, a, a corner kick out of, out of nothing. And Fernando Llorente tries to head the ball in, but he doesn't. The ball hits what, like his stomach or something? And it goes in. And yeah. that's the 4-3. That's when Tottenham scores. And at that point, Tottenham is going through to the next round. And then things turn even weirder because VAR is called in and they try to see what happened. And, it, and I, don't, I don't know if you remember this, Evas, but the, it seemed for a second that maybe Llorente, the ball hit Llorente's arm. Mm-hmm. And it went in. To me, it did not seem like it hit his arm. And even if it did, which, again, I don't think it did, his arm was, like, on his body. Yeah, Com- so I don't, I don't think completely. that was... Yeah, that, that was not... Right. I mean, I, I could see why they would, like, argue that, that it was not, but, I mean, definitely it was a, a valid goal. I, I, <laughs> I have to say that the bar and how they use the bar in this match was very accurate like I, yeah. I was very very surprised about that and kind of happy about it because in previous Champions League sometimes you will see matches in which you will be like oh my god that was not a goal but because it's Barcelona blah, blah, blah. right oh that's not a goal but because it is Manchester City blah 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 in this match I, I think it was very fair I think yeah. it was and the, the referee and the job they did was very fair and, the whole match. and and just to end the drama, this so, is where... Yeah. So so I just want to say that uh, Davinson Sanchez, uh-huh. who is the only Colombian remaining in this tournament so far, mm-hmm. he was calling in the middle 91. <laughs> okay? And I think the, the referee gave five extra minutes uh-huh. to, uh, to finish this match. And then what happened, Elias? So, we're minute 73. Tottenham is losing 4-3, but qualifying to the next round of the Champions League. And, what was it? I think minute 80-something? Almost almost the end of the game. Um, it was... Um, I think it was Sterling. Breaks through. Passes... The, or some, No, it was De Bruyne. Passes the ball to Agüero. 
and Agüero crosses the ball to Sterling, and Sterling scores the 5-3. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very good goal. Uh, it was an amazing goal. It was an amazing goal. And <laughs> even though I wanted Tottenham to qualify, I even celebrated. I was like, holy crap, that was incredible. And Sterling lost his shit. He jumped. He could not believe he had scored the winning goal. And a few <laughs> and a few seconds after that, the VAR calls the goal off because when De Bruyne passed the ball to Aguero to, for him to cross it, Aguero was offside. Uh, he was outside. No, the Sterling was outside when he passed. No, Aguero passes the ball. No, Sterling. Sterling was not. I don't know if Sterling was offside or not. I don't think he was. But it was Aguero who was offside first. And, oh, and. Okay. And that's why they call it. That's why they call it off. Uh, yeah. The the but winning it was, goal. It was, it, it was funny because you know they were celebrating and Guardiola was losing it. Yeah. Guardiola was like, "Oh my God! Finally, I'm gonna be able to make it to the semifinals. Take it to the semifinals. <laughs> it's been a nightmare." <laughs> and everything was happy. And then the the funny thing is that they they do this gesture. Like a square in the air, like a mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's like that. He has to go to check the bar, right? Like the yeah. referee, they always do this square thing. So he went there. I remember they they showed like you know like Guardiola's face. Uh-huh. And he was like in shock, you know, <laughs> because he was waiting for the referee to say something. And then when he came out and said that it was not a goal, he was he lost it. And he was like There's... yelling at the referee and. There's a picture of Guardiola on his knees after that decision. Yeah. Like, just <laughs> completely defeated. I mean, obviously, I like the man. He's an extraordinary coach. But that game was just... Like like I said in the beginning, it was an emotional roller coaster. It was... We went for a ride in, in that game. And, and, man, it was awesome. I mean... I really hope the next games are like that because this game was just freaking amazing. Um, I I hope I don't have to wait so many other years to watch a game like this anymore um, because this was this was why we watched this. You know, you I mean we knew that it was gonna be a good game, but in my wildest dreams I imagined that it would be two two before the first fifteen minutes of the game. Um, yeah, I never thought Llorente was gonna do something. No, else. never. And, and I mean, sh- shout out to Justin if Justin is hearing this. I've told Justin uh, many times, I hate Llorente. He shouldn't be there. He sucks. He's terrible. He doesn't score. And then he scores a winning goal that qualifies Tottenham through to the semifinals of the Champions League. I'm telling you, this this for this is just something else. Yeah. One one thing that was very interesting to me is that the Tottenham team, uh, most of the players, I don't know where they get energy from, <laughs> because not only they're playing the, the right, they're playing the, the Premier, right, right, but they also come from playing the World Cup, mm-hmm. so they, they 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 didn't have a break in their past somewhere, mm-hmm. so you know Joris, Ali, Son, all those Son. guys. And most a bunch of these players are also the base of the English national team. So I'm very surprised that they have a stamina to keep playing like this, right? Yep. It's, it's very surprising to me that I don't know. And 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 Son, now that you say that, Celso, you just reminded me. Son just played the Asian games like a few months ago. Remember? Yeah. That he yeah, had to right. win them, so so he doesn't do military service and all that stuff. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> imagine, you just imagine if they would have made him do military service. I mean, that would be the stupid. Anyway, let's not talk about that. My politics will show. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, well, I don't know. So I, one thing to say right now is that, uh, just to point out something. Mm-hmm. Um, just a clo- some closing statement. I think uh, well, we're gonna see that Manchester City is gonna focus on the Premier League. Yeah. Right now they are under like behind Liverpool by two points. I think this is where we're gonna see how Liverpool is gonna yep. manage this because they can either win everything or, or nothing lose. or lose everything or you know they have to manage the expectations right now because it's, oh. it's gonna be hard to play two tournaments. At this point, right? Like, yeah. This, so I, I, I watched, I watched Liverpool play this weekend because uh, I was in Kansas City and I was having lunch with with my wife with Katie, and we were watching the Liverpool, Liverpool game. Ca- Cardiff. I guess. Yeah, Liverpool against Cardiff. Uh, and I mean, I was like terrified, honestly, because they were playing well. They won two zero, deserve to win, but I was like. That this is it. Like they have to win everything, and and what and oh, oh also I, don't, I think I mean, we need to clarify Manchester City is, is behind Liverpool, but they have they also have one fewer game, so Liverpool has one more game played than Manchester City. So yeah. so so anyway so so yeah. Tottenham is not Tottenham is not in the picture anymore because they are like three right. points behind or something. So yeah. yeah yeah I mean it's between Manchester City and Liverpool. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I really want Liverpool to win the Premier League. I I mean, knock on wood. I hope they do, but it's it's rough. It's gonna be really hard to see what happens at the end of the season. Yeah, another thing that I want to say is that Ajax is is gonna if they they are I think the only team right now <clears throat> that is gonna be able to win everything. Like like the how you call that in Spanish? It's called the treble. How do you call that? Uh, but well, there is something that so very, very very few teams have achieved, like Barcelona and stuff like that. I think Real Madrid did it once, mm. Inter did it once, Inter Milan did it once, uh, and it's that they win everything. They win the national league, the Champions League, the 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 cup of their country, right, and the the international World Cup, right, whatever. Yeah, like. The, <laughs> whatever the tournament is <laughs> anyhow uh, right now Ajax is leading the, the th- is leading the their their league at home they are in the I think they're about to play the finals of the of the cup of their of the of their home team of their home country as well and they're gonna they're in the quarter, in the semifinals of the Champions League so they're gonna be able to if they they, they might do it who knows they might I'm not saying that they're gonna do it but who knows I mean, a, a few weeks ago I would have said you're insane, but from what we've seen, they can. They definitely can win the the Champions League. So, um, final thoughts for me is that Liverpool, we already talked about it, 1-4-1. I love how they play. They are amazing. At this point, all the four teams that are in the semi-finals are, to me, very strong. And the so and they uh the way it's matched up is Tottenham plays Ajax and Liverpool plays Barcelona, uh, or I guess technically Barcelona plays Liverpool first. Um, I could see any of them in the final, honestly, and on and yeah. and also I could see any of them winning it. Um, 
Yeah, so, at this point, at this point, it's very even. I think, like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't see, I don't have a favorite right now. I mean, because probably Barcelona is good because they have Messi, but right. you know, the other ones are really strong as well. So I don't see, and and everyone has uh, shown everyone. I think it, to me, the four teams that are here deserve to be here. You know, uh, yeah. they've they've yeah. really they've done they've done what they need to do to be here, and they've also played really really good football. That's my one of my favorite things too. Maybe even Tottenham, but more so Barcelona, Liverpool, and Ajax play a football that I, I mean, obviously, personally, I really like. Um, so that makes me very happy um, to to see them, the the four teams uh, in the semifinals of the Champions League. Yeah. So for those who don't know, these the, the semifinals are gonna be played next week, oh. Tuesday, Wednesday, and yeah. So I, I may take. I got to- if you want to go to work and do something funny instead, that this is your moment. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna do that. The, the Barcelona, I mean, the Tottenham Ajax is gonna be sweet, but that Barcelona Liverpool in 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 Barcelona in Catalonia is going to be awesome. Yeah, that's gonna be nice. I think. Yeah, I think like those four matches are gonna be great. Yeah. So. Yeah. But well. I don't know if you have anything else to add, but I think that's our podcast for today. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, we have been uh, receiving a lot of like uh, we have been increasing the number of listeners, so we are very happy about that. And we hope you guys keep sharing the word. Yep. Thank you so much, everyone. It was a great episode today, and we'll catch up again next week. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs>